we turn our attention on the opening bell up to Eagle Farm. Good racing up there. And uh, we're going to have a look at race number eight, the Channel 7 Victory Stakes. Uh, I had a chat to Jamie Walter yesterday. This is what he had to say on uh, the Proven Thoroughbreds Galloper in Private Eye. And then, Jules, I'll, uh, I'll get your thoughts on the market here. Yeah, look, the horse is in great order. And I can report he's arrived safe and sound in Brisbane overnight. So uh, he's, he's in great shape. And he's uh, drawn beautifully, as you mentioned in a race that's a drop in grade from what he's been meeting in his last few starts. Uh, beautifully in it, wait for age, really. This is a horse that might have found its race here. It, I had a chat to to, um, to Jamie Walter, Jules, and I said, that new market run, wrong part of the track, and he said, we went against history, I think, first up with a big weight. He said, um, we, we made a mistake, and you don't often hear teams say that. And they said we made a mistake thinking we could win it uh, first up. But, um, gee, was, well, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised by the little drift in the market here with Private Eye. Yeah, you're right. Um, he's a serious horse. I mean, he's done those some big numbers. His number up at Flemington Strait, which wasn't in a Group 1, was uh, enormous. And, you know, he deserves to be clear-cut favourite in this race. What I will say is you're right, he's soft. You $2.40, $2.50, $2.60 you only get better. So you don't need to bet now. That's my advice. You're going to get a better price. Now, why can I be sort of so definitive on that? Well, there's enough horses that are the middle pinners here or the horses at a bigger price that the market's sort of half-siding with. So um, no knock Paul Ailey at the price double figures. Rothfire, whether you say he was disappointing first up, maybe, but the market's trending towards him again. Rock solid at $5. Don't even know if that price lasts. King of Sparta, we know what he can do. He's sort of solid enough at seven fifty, but I think he's probably one that trips back out. And Prince of Boom, who was really good, and I think Dicko identified first up as a horse you can sort of follow with a bit of confidence. Even though the market here says $5.50 out to $8.50, and this is important for the punters to understand. So you look at that and you go, oh, this is a drifter. But this is when we talk about markets from Wednesday to Friday and then Saturday. Bigger guys are playing now, and they don't want Prince of Boom to be sort of $8.50, $9 at all, and I think he's going to continue to firm back in to possibly that original price that he was sort of Wednesday, Thursday, Prince of Boom. So, um, yeah, there's enough support around Private Eye to suggest you're going to get better than the 240 250 punter. Dicko? It's a great race. So there's like the, the Queensland angle, which is Prince of Boom versus Rothfire. Uh, Prince of Boom gets three more kilos for, for beating Rothfire. And and the SP is about the same. Rothfire Jules is like a horse that the big boys just love. Like mm. more often than not, he's a he's a gentle little little steam in a good race. And I think it's going to be the same story again today. Um, I, I reckon the big boys later will just decide: Do I like the Queensland form, second up form, fit form, or do I want these classy horses that wait for age from from Sydney? I mean, you you cannot knock Private Eye. There's no way to knock it. It's got a gun rider. It's going to get back onto a good track. It comes out of what everyone is saying is the best sprinting form in the country, uh, and it's drawn really well. So um, to my eye, Paul, um, Private Eye win, but I'm fascinated to see what the market does. I anticipate support for both the Queenslanders, Rothfire and uh, Prince of Boom. Is there an element here, uh, like Rothfire, great point by you, Dico. He always gets supported, but is there an element here of that, that, the locals just love backing this thing. They love backing this thing. Like when and Robbie Heathcote goes around and he says, "Oh, the horse, 
the horse is flying and I'm like he like you know they're a punting stable. Um, there's always mail around for Rothfire. He's always flying well. Like they're just it doesn't matter what price his horse is. He always gets back jewels. A couple of yeah, things that'll really... help. Oh, sorry, just no. You go, you go, go for it, mate. A couple of things that'll help. And and what is like like Jules's point to Paul Ailey's, I think right again. It'll be supported because there's Paul Ailey, Rothfire, Baller. They have track and trip form. Now Eagle Farm's a unique track. And track and trip form is high, high value to, to big players. So, like, that's, an, that's a chink in, in the private eye um, setup. It's also a chink in the Prince of Boom setup. He's performed at the track, but not at the track and trip Prince of Boom. But they know that Rothfire will handle legal farm. Jules? Just, yeah, just getting back with Rothfire, um, Miles, you make a really good point that, yeah, he continually gets back, no matter what rate. So... This is what happens with the big guys that have the numbers and they spit out, you know, these prices. They're still, still hanging on to this horse's run, which is a long time ago as a three-year-old in the run to the rose, and then he started a really short price in the golden rose. Now, we know lots of things have happened since then. And obviously, you know, they've tinkered with their numbers a little bit, but they're still hanging on to that massive number that this horse had the capability to do. And that's why they don't ever let this horse get around as a big price in whatever race he's in, because they can still think, hey, this horse has done this before. He's been there. He's done it. And that's where sometimes there's an edge for the punters out there going, well, I know that this horse is actually not ever going to get it back to that. We've seen it before with horses even last week, a horse like Ayrton, big numbers in early in its career. And now we know it can't do that. But the market still gravitates towards them, these bigger guys, because they're going, well, he's done it before, and we're worried if he does it again, he'll blow them away. That's the difference between punters who sort of sometimes can go, no, nah, this horse is gone, and the bigger guys, they're still relying on their data. There's Especially one... if you hone in on your own area, your own jurisdiction, your little pool of horses, right? They're, they've got a sheet that's spitting out numbers for every horse that's running in Australia today. So you've got a little bit of an edge if you do the work. Um, there's a horse that's getting under the market's guard here um, that I think's a genuine challenger to private eye, and that's a case of you. This is a two-time Group 1 winner overseas. This is a horse that came um, and had its first run in Australia at Mooney Valley in a Matacado and was two and a half off Imperatries in Bella Nipatina. Now It was, it was good that yeah, night. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm massive on, like, Mooney Valley, that's a big cross. Like, like, like if you go Mooney Valley, like, first run in Australia, you're like, there's got to be improvement coming out of this. First run... Mooney Val- the Bellini Patina form clearly stacked up. I mean, that was it was enormous in the Quokka going to WA against some really good horses like Amelia's Jewel and the like. This is a horse that I, I'm surprised. I, I think because of that international form, I'm surprised a little bit that after what we've seen with some of these other internationals recently here, that this hasn't been more supported, Jules. They don't know what to do. This is a horse casing point. They actually don't know what to do with a horse like this. And we've seen that in the past with a few of these other ones in Sydney over the last month and a half. We've sort of been speaking that the market just doesn't really know. They've got the numbers sort of in internationals. They've seen it here once or twice. Maybe it wasn't suited or whatever. I mean, clearly, if they thought this horse was no good, they'd be spinning this out and be 20 to 1 right now. So it's showing that they uh, trusted a little bit but they just don't know what to do. So again, last 10, 15 minutes, always really interesting with the internationals because you've got a really good guide. And I can't really honestly say which way it goes. It could possibly start 17 bucks clearly, but it could also be solid as a rock and start $7. So can't really get a guide on what I'm seeing right now, Miles, at the moment, but I agree 100% with what you're saying. Dicko? 
Any thoughts yeah, on it? You that? can't. Well, I couldn't disagree with you at all. It's Mark Zara off, Ben Thompson on, but Ben Thompson's Eagle Farms. That's probably good. I don't. I don't know. I don't bet there, but I do assume he's like efficient at Eagle Farm. Jigsaw comes out of that race, won well on Saturday. Um, you can't knock it. It was held up at four hundred. Um, you know, big camp. Also, Price Kent probably uh, in a bit of a lull, which is a positive for me. I love catching these guys when they come back. They also just bob in the ocean and go back to their level. So when they're way above their strike rate, they're going to come back down. And when they're below it, they're going to come back up. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that. I'm with, I'm with Jules. Uh, let's turn our attention to the Queensland Guineas. I, I can't believe the drift of this. I, I, it's This staggers me. Uh, Jimmy Orman's even on record saying this horse will be very hard to beat. He didn't get the ride. He's riding the vows in this race. He rode Cavalica last start. My mail is that he's not happy he's not riding it here. Uh, and he knows um, that this horse will be hard to beat. He pretty much got off it um, not that long ago and, and declared it um, for a derby. Uh, uh, this horse, um, Cavalica, in the last in the Queensland Guineas, the drift here, honestly, this defies everything that I know about the game, Jules. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think um, there's enough support around him to suggest that, yeah, you're going to get even better than the two thirty, two dollars forty. So my advice to you, Miles, would be just continue to hold, keep your powder dry, mate, because you're going to get a better price. I mean, good support, Brosman. He looks like he's going to start in single figures. Really good support, the Vows. Um, he continues to trim up. And then there's either other horses like Waytac. There's a bit of support for that horse. Um, can't really knock anything from a market perspective, the fortune teller, although there possibly is a crack in it and it probably drifts back out. But, yeah, I don't know where they end up from what price uh, this horse ends up getting to. Miles and Dicko might be able to shed a little bit more light. But, yeah, you know, 2.10 Wednesday, now 2.30. I can see it getting to at least 6 to 4. How far they really want to push it. The, the bookies on course and the operators online, how far they want to push it. But you're going to get better than what you get right now. You won't, be, you won't be getting better at Baggy, I tell you. I'm scared of this horse. I think it will win. Um, also, Jules, Tapple Doodle Doo's been uh, steady too. It's one of the roughies they like. Um, I. That's what you were doing on the golf gonna... course during the week. <laughs> so I was saying to Pat, mate, just calm down, just tap it in. Um, <laughs> look, I, I think it'll drift slightly a little bit more. Like 250's biggest price it'll get to, though. I, I just don't see it getting too much bigger. Who's going to want to take it on? I don't get it. I don't see it. And um, I think we've just seen a little bit of specking because they've got their MBLs in nice and early there in Queensland as well, Jules. Um, yep. So I, I don't think you're going to get $3, for example. No way. Um, I'd wait a little bit, then I'd pull the trigger if you haven't already. Jules? Yeah, as I said, I'm not 100% sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's a wall of drifter too, which is even more scary. Scary. Yeah, I just wouldn't, yeah, like, I just wouldn't be surprised if, if we are, we do get close to $3 come jump time. So, um, as I said, I think for the punters out there, there's no need to play right now. Just wait and see, and then if you see it sort of, you know, tightening back up, then it might be time to, to pounce. But, just wait and see because I don't think there's any prizes for backing it right now. I reckon you'll miss, miss a little bit of an edge. Well, I, I, I don't often make mistakes um, and I'll put my hand up. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't happen very often. But, but I, I, when this horse opened, I, I spread, I text a few and I said, go and, pl- go and have a piece, please. And I've made a blue here. I, I, I thought this was going to have Katsu-like support that I was going to get the 220s and this thing's going to start at $1.65. Like... 
I'm I can't believe I got it this wrong. Hey, if life was easy, mate, everyone would be good at it. The positive thing for you, mate, is if it wins, it doesn't matter. <laughs> now, if it loses, then obviously you're in a bit of trouble. But oh. uh, usually you bet to win a certain amount, and so it doesn't really matter when they win. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here, Miles.